Saturday morning words and coffee. A very nice day as we head towards the Ides of March. March 15th, known as the Ides of March in Rome. We still carry a lot of, of course, Roman stuff with us. The names of our months of the calendar and all kinds of things. Uh, The Ides of March, you'll find a movie called The Ides of March, relatively recent movie made in the past few years. So Rome is with us. You know, things like the Senate in the United States or the Senate in Canada. Uh, these concepts, a lot of them straight down from Rome a couple of thousand years ago. And we're going to read something from Julius Caesar, the play by Shakespeare. The setting here is that Calpurnia, wife of Caesar, has been having nightmares all night and has woken Caesar up three times with her cries. And Caesar's wandering around the house in his uh, nightgown, his nightshirt, and Calpurnia is giving him a a warning. And I'm going to read that warning now, just before the Ides of March. So here is Calpurnia with a warning for Caesar. Caesar, I never stood on ceremonies, yet now they fright me. There is one within besides the things that we have heard and seen, recounts most horrid sights seen by the watch. A lioness hath whelped in the streets, and graves have yawned and yielded up their dead. Fierce, fiery warriors fought upon the clouds, in ranks and squadrons in right form of war, which drizzled blood upon the capital. The noise of battle hurtled in the air. Horses did neigh, and dying men did groan, and ghosts did shriek and squeal about the streets. O Caesar, these things are beyond all use, and I do fear them. And that is Act 2, Scene 2 of Julius Caesar. Not sure if I can do uh, Calpurnia justice from Julius Caesar, but I did want to get her her words onto the uh, airwaves. The setting here is that, you know, the concept here, I think, in Julius Caesar, well, a lot of Shakespearean plays, but in Julius Caesar is no one heeds warnings (laughs) very well. At the very beginning of Julius Caesar, he's told by a soothsayer, beware the Ides of March. And he's got all kinds of omens that come his way to warn him about his coming assassination. And then this is, of course, the the very morning that he's going to be killed. Right after this happens, uh, Caesar's outlook on things is to say, well, death is going to come anyway, and only a coward would fear it because it's inevitable no matter what. So I'm not going to be afraid. But Calpurnia does manage to convince him not to go. It's later in the morning that, or even in this scene, that someone says, no, she's got it all wrong, uh, Caesar. Uh, The visions that you're having and the warnings that you're getting actually mean that you know, people need you and that Rome needs you and they're going to, they're not feeding off your blood because they've killed you, they're feeding off your blood because they need your vitality and this kind of thing. I'm, of course, summarizing greatly here. And so what does he do? He goes out that day, he ignores Calpurnia's advice and doesn't heed her uh, telling him to stay home. He goes out and, of course, is assassinated on March 15th. And that is the Ides of March that we're approaching now. And it caused his assassination, of course, is immediately followed by uh, a great civil war in Rome, which changes the course of Roman history and indeed world history. And that is Julius Caesar, Act 2, Scene 2 
ahead of our own March 15th, the Ides of March. I hope you have a much better one than Caesar had. And we'll see you next time on Saturday Morning Words and Coffee.